What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For 30 podcast? You can tell my nose is stuffed because I can barely speak. Thank you for downloading this. This is episode 77, the Paul Coffee episode. This is Smashling with Brad Myers and Scott Hunter. This is a bonus episode for the mocks. This is, I guess, um, kind of like a wrestling theme podcast. It would be. Uh, we do talk a lot about it. We talk about a lot about the history of uh, Smash Wrestling, which is an indie indie promotion in the Toronto area. Um, a very good one, but for all that are interested, if you're downloading this for the first time, the Not After 30 podcast is a lifestyle, lifestyle podcast, but we do tend to do things that I love the most and, uh, and pro wrestling and indie wrestling being one of those things. So this is it. This is Brad Myers and Scott Hunter, both the voices of Smash Wrestling. Check them out at smash-wrestling.com, the Smash On Demand um, streaming service. Anything you can do to help support these guys, like them on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. You find them there for sure. Uh, Yeah, so this one's for the marks. It runs about 30 minutes. It's a fun little listen. The beginning of it, Brad and I, who are two big Leaf fans, just destroy Scott Hunter, uh, who's a Sharks fan. You can also find that on our YouTube channel. Check it out. Let us know what you think. As always, we love you and thank you so much for supporting the show. One last thing. That being said, we've got John DeNoir coming in. We're going to do a Going Deep, so that's coming soon. Uh, we've got Greta and uh, JC, DJ JC coming in the studio tomorrow, so we'll have that out soon too. We're trying to get as much out right now because life is very crazy on my end, so I want to keep cheer for the Sharks, who aren't ever going to win a cup. That's right. Joe Thornton's just going to have a masterful beard. We were a game away. You got uh, to be there first yeah, before so you can win it. Indians. Yeah, let me tell you this. Uh, we were a game away from 1993 making the finals, and yeah. we would have won. Yeah. We are a game away from being Boston. We are a goal away from being Boston. Who ended up winning the cup. So we would have won that year, too. Yeah. Process of elimination, bro. I mean, maybe. Possibly. How many cups have the Sharks won? I want to dive into this thing. Yeah, buddy, before I drink it all. It's good. It's rich, but it's it good. Is. It's, a, it's a, a seasonal brew that oh, only... Oh, shit, comes. they're playing now. It's 1-1. Tommy Hurdle just got an assist. Oh, For anyone who cares. The what, Sharks are playing? What does that even mean? I thought the real games don't start till 10. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a road game. That's why they're, they're in Boston today. Well, they're going to lose then. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Nafta 30 podcast? My name's Anthony, recording live and direct from the Billy Shares podcast studio in lovely Milton, Ontario. This is for the wrestling fans. I've got two wrestling aficionados with me, the voices of Smash Wrestling, the beautiful and talented Scott Hunter, Aww. and the equally as lovely... And Brad, way more talented. And way more talented Brad Myers. Case in point, case in point, I did not fuck this episode up. <sighs> Thank you, sir. Cheers, gentlemen. Damn it. I know. Cheers. Clink. Truth be told, I want the same Clink. beer from the last episode. Clink. Ugh. That's because you from drink a week, like a from small a week girl. Ago. <laughs> from a week ago? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so gross. So good. There's little chunks in it. Don't Ugh. don't ruin the magic of broadcasting. 
This is a week after you guys came. It just came. happens oh, I wore yeah. the exact same stuff. Yeah. I got lost again on my way. Had the exact same cold. Yes. Don't worry, you're going to beat that beat that cold soon enough. Yeah, three weeks in now. Gentlemen, this is episode 77, the Paul Coffee episode Ooh. of the After 30 podcast. Is there, a, is there a better number 77 in I all of sports? Th- I think not. No, I Bring can't. me back in 11 weeks for the uh, Eric Lindros episode. <sighs> He's the best 88. Who else is there? Patrick Kane. Fuck Patrick Kane. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those Fuck are my Patrick Kane. Listen, I drove Uber for two weeks, so <laughs> don't are, punch me and knock me out, all right, Patrick Kane? <laughs> those, those are my options, and yeah, definitely. Yeah, Lindros Wait, or you Patrick Kane. you Uber for two weeks? I did. Cool story, bro. <laughs> I, I, I'd be tempted. I'd be tempted just to see what it's all about. It's fun. I was yeah. just super poor. and I don't want a stranger in my car. I was getting shit hours at work, so I was like, fuck it. You think you can get... I don't think you'd be allowed into Uber with your car, though. With my car? Yeah. No, my car's dented this shit. Yeah, they, 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 they have like a, a line. Yeah. My car's been through the ringer. I just a bought regular. a new car, and I was like, hey, this will help me pay it off. Yeah. You could, be, you could be a regular cab driver if you want, but you're not allowed to 2017. No, no, no. That's, that's fair. All right, I was hoping we could do like a wrestling based ones for the people who do enjoy the wrestling. Who I don't enjoys know wrestling? About wrestling? I don't know. Really yeah, about yeah. Not me. I was thinking it might be a little bit of fun if you guys are willing to partake. If not, we can just talk about how shitty the sharks are. That'd be great. Whoa. Too. Whoa. <laughs> hey. 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 Open let's, that. let's look at the standings right now. Uh, how many cups have the sharks won? Like, like recently? Ever. Oh, ever? Uh, ever. Ever than zero. Yeah. But they got yeah. cool jerseys. Their logo's a shark eating a <laughs> stick that it always chokes on in the playoffs. Oh, I've never heard that one before. But. <laughs> so Scott Hunter is a huge Sharks fan. Yeah, I'm a Sharks fan. For whatever reason, growing up in Brampton, it must have been all the time he spent in San Jose. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. No, so, okay, so here's the, the quick story. I used to be a diehard Leaf fan. Uh, back when I was growing up, my my room was literally painted. Maybe let, me, let me just interrupt here. Go ahead. This is the story of how Scott Hunter is a quitter. Yep. Continue. Makes sense. My uh, my walls were painted maple leaf blue, literally the color of the walls. Uh, I had uh, pictures all over my wall, autographed pictures of like uh, Gilmore, Domi, and Frank Andrew Hobbit. Chuck. Yeah, no, not Andrew. Chuck. Dave Ellett. Dave, uh, Dave Ellett. <laughs> Darren Poopa. Gil. Felix Pop. None of those names. Corey are Corey Schwab. None of those are correct. I did have a Matt Stajan though. Matt Stajan. Oh, Matt, Matt Stajan. <laughs> own Matt Stajan. Yeah. Um. So Alex Steen. Yes. And then I, I really got myself into a point where um, I Jonas Hoagland. Are we still doing this? No. Okay, <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> Alexi- Freddie Modine, <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie Bohannis. <laughs> oh yes, Sergey Berezin. <laughs> but uh, Dmitry no, Uskevich. <laughs> oh, big Nikolai Anderpov. Yeah. <laughs> I was a uh, I was a manager. Panakoroski. <laughs> <laughs> Or Pocahontasky is Don Cherry calls him. Yes. But I was a I was a manager at Rona and then the Steve store, Thomas, <laughs> Steve Sullivan. <laughs> the store folded. Uh, and I lost my job. So I was trying to find like a new job. I started bartending. This is my first time ever bartending. So in the world and realm of bartending, it's a lot more like later nights um, than, than like retail. Retail I was always off in time to watch the Leaf game for the most part. Uh, so I just w- I wasn't able to watch so Leaf games anymore. Were you bartending at a bar that had no TVs? No, like the Leaf games were on, but like while I'm working, I'm clearly working and not just standing watching a television. So I like I, I keep track of the score, but not actually watch the game or anything. But I had the NHL Game Center. Diehard Leaf fan, he said, right? Yeah, diehard. Yeah, okay, diehard. Cool. Cool. I was just checking. <laughs> Felix Poppin. <laughs> 
Uh, Kelly, uh, no, not Kelly. Rudy. Glenn Healy. Glenn Healy, Healy. Glenn that's Healy, the guy I was yeah. thinking of. But, uh, Vincent Toscolo. Former shark, by the way. Uh, uh, Luke Shen. Luke Shen. But, uh, Pat Burns. Luke Richardson. <laughs> yeah. So I got myself to it. So when I, whenever I got home at the NHL Game Center, you watch any game you wanted. Uh, Wendell Clark. How did we not get Wendell Clark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hey, going for the most obscure ones I could find. Shout out to Wendell Clark. Get, a, get his name out there. Man's got a good bar in I met that man, actually. Okay, I saw him in Muskoka. Yeah. But uh, so I uh, I got home from work, and it was always like the later games that were on. So it was always the Western Conference games that were on. And it just so happened the Sharks were always playing when I started watching. And it's not like I didn't intentionally turn into a Sharks fan. Just, like, what year is this? Give me an idea. Uh, so this, we're talking probably, I want to say, about 2009. So Sharks were already good. Sharks were already good at the time. Okay, cool. Yeah, how do we forget Aki Berg? Uh, everyone forgot about Aki yeah, Berg. Nobody sure. forgot about If Aki Berg could play now, Danny Markov. Danny Markov. Yeah. Ooh. Alexander McGillney. Brian Leach for that one year. For half season. Oli Jokinen? Oh, yeah. Half season, right? For like three games? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Eric true. Lindros. Yeah, Eric Lindros, yeah. What about but, Carol Pilash? <laughs> <laughs> big throwback. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so it just got to a point. Uh, Damien Road. <laughs> <laughs> got to a point this where. Uh, this guy's never going to tell this story. <laughs> this story's going to go for 40 minutes. So, yeah, we're talking about like 2008, 2009. I just started uh, becoming a fan of the Sharks. Then it, 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 I didn't even realize I was becoming more of a fan of the Sharks than I was the Leafs until the trade deadline when the Leafs made it, like some deals. And I was like, I brought back Doug Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the I was best. Like, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then the Sharks made sure. I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, oh, I'm a Sharks fan. Who, who did they bring in that? Like, now, let me ask you something. Uh, when the Leafs traded for Owen Nolan, right, yes. from the Sharks, right, did you cry? No, because th- so that was the so whatever year that was Owen Nolan, <laughs> whatever year that was, that was like my last year's Leaf fan. Oh, so that's like that's probably that guy. So what happened was he saw this awesome guy named Owen Nolan yes. come over, and he was like, "Fuck, that team's good. Yeah. I'm gonna cheer for them." Yeah. No, actually, I actually Alan became, McCauley. I became a fan of the Sharks. I, I'm gonna have to go back. Hal Gill. Exact year, <laughs> but I became a fan of the Sharks when they acquired Brent Burns from Minnesota. Really? Was when I started when I started being a fan of the Sharks. So Joe Thornton was already there. Uh, Marlo. Patrick Marlowe was already there. Uh, they already had some some big uh, spots in place. Nabokov was the goalie. Wow. So, uh, but now uh, Mar- Marty Jones, big fan of Marty Jones. Oh wow, yeah. I mean that LA That's a backup. Steal. That LA backup, yeah, that's uh, that went to the Cup final last year. Yeah, yeah. big fan of that man. Yeah, how did he win the Cup? He didn't win the Cup. Uh, Roman Pollock, Pollock. Roman Pollock. Yeah. You know what? I did. Here's the thing, though. Those those two deals that the Sharks and Leafs made last year, I didn't mind them. Huge. Big trades for, for both, for both teams. I think both teams won on that. I think both absolutely because the Sharks got what they needed for that time. Pollock, big defenseman there for, for the Sharks in those playoffs, and uh, having James Reimer as a backup, not the worst backup. You can have in the Great league. backup. Yeah. That's sort of how that's going, though. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay, cool. Side topic: What do you guys think of the new Florida Panthers logo? Love, Love it. it. Love it. Me too. But you, I'm nervous that that Absolutely shield beautiful. thing is becoming like a, a huge trend in sports. Yeah, mm. it's very soccer. Yeah. Well, I mean, the greatest sport on earth. But that aside. Hey. Okay, cool. You, you, the rest of the world's wrong. You guys are. Let right. me tell you something. Pro wrestling, yeah, best sport in the world. Yeah, let's get into. Okay, so <laughs> you're a Sharks fan. Ten minutes, yeah. ten minutes in now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Grand <laughs> Long story short, I like the Sharks. Yeah. All right. So, the, are all the teams on the West, like the Kings, you pass on the Kings? Fuck the Kings. Fuck the Blackhawks? Fuck the Blackhawks. No, Blackhawks are my... Fuck no, the they're not even my West Coast team. My West Coast team? My Western Conference team? Nashville Predators. Oh, really? Big. That's because you're a big fan of mustard. 
In- yeah. Incorrect. Yes. Incorrect. Always been a Nashville fan. Mustard yellow. Uh, you know what music? It is. Yeah, that makes sense. Music yeah, my City. West Coast team is Edmund, Edmonton. Edmonton. I got a friend who lives in Edmonton. I got a couple friends, too. Shout out to yeah. my friend in Edmonton. Actually, we have... To your only friend. Yeah, who is Edmonton? We actually have a large fan base in Alberta. Really? Yeah. Uh, her name's Amber. What's up, Amber? Oh, Amber. It's a her. It's, it's like a, a one name, like well, Madonna? I yeah, say, it's a one name, like Madonna. <laughs> Amber. I'm going to also say, what's up, Amber? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, what's Amber's last name so we can look her up? We're not looking yeah. her up. Uh, That's creepy. Uh, is she on Tinder? How far away is Edmonton? What do I got to set my uh, settings to? Don't know. Like, Don't know. Okay. The, the rest of the settings? <laughs> yeah, how long it'll take you to find her? Your thumb might break before. You might have to switch hands. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times. Yes. Yeah. think I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> swipe, swipe, swipe. Scott, do you even know what ambidextrous means? Yeah, it means you got two dicks. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Double pronged. That's ambidextrous. <laughs> Both of those were good. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little wrestling. Wrestling, <laughs> yeah. Believe it or Bob not, Bob Rose. These, these are the uh, <laughs> not the weirdest conversations I've heard revolving around wrestling. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I feel like anybody who's listening to this right now has already Tuned got out. their money's worth on this podcast, or turned <laughs> out. Or turned out. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Okay, so you guys both part of Smash Wrestling from more or less the beginning. Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah, I started. You were any, uh, sorry, cut you off. You were any giving uh, the first Canusa was my first, was my debut. First Canusa, okay. What was when the hero came in the first time? Chris Hero came in at Tapped Out, which was my second show. Oh, I thought he came at what, what, AJ Styles. AJ Styles and Chris Hero was any given Sunday two. That yes. would have been that was Brad's debut. Any given Sunday one. That was my debut on camera. I did the dark uh, match with any, you. Yes, that's right. I did the dark match with you at Tapped Out. But I'd already been working for the company doing graphic design since inception. So. Right. Okay. So, uh, it, no, the, fir- the first thing he given Sunday was a fan of the crowd. And actually, if you go back onto Smash On Demand, mm-hmm. shout out, um, the main yeah, event. Yeah, your crutch got used. That's right. I, I blew I blew my knee out. I tore my uh, ACL, my MCL. And, uh, How Rollins of you. Yeah, right? So I was, on, I was on crutches. I had wooden crutches that I had. I still have the crutches because nice. they're autographed by two of the guys in the main event. Uh Kevin Steen and Johnny Gargano. I don't know if you heard of them. Never. But they're doing okay for themselves. Who's now. Kevin Steen? Right. Oh, sorry, Kevin Owens. Oh, now. that's what I thought. Oh. Um, so I got. So they. Oh was, wait, was it that one there? That's on my wall. Yes. Yes, that would be the one. Cool, bro. Fun so, fact about that poster: we got in a lot of trouble. I heard. Lots of trouble yeah. for that poster. But uh, so they both signed uh, my crutches in the main event. They turned into a tag match where it was like a, a anything goes. They both. Came to me, grabbed my crutches, and like, used my crutches in the match. Nice. So I was like, oh, they, they both, like, like, Johnny Gargano used the crutch he signed against Owens, and then oh, Steen, good, and good. Steen did the other thing against uh, Gargano back. So I, I was marking out hard in the crowd. So if you go back and you see a guy marking out because his crutches got used in a match. Yeah. At, turns out that's Scott. Yeah. It turns yeah. out still marks out during every match. <laughs> so I, I was literally, I was there as a fan for Inception, and I was a guy, I sat right behind in the second row, behind Steve Chubble. Steve Chubbo, uh, shout out shout to Steve, Steve Chubbo. Not the guy you want to be seen behind, though. And uh, no, I, I tried to start a Super Dragon chant. Oh, you're that guy. Oh, did he, he, he was, turn around and knock you out? He turned course. around and told me to shut the fuck up. So, uh, best advice Steve Chubbo ever gave me. <laughs> yes, I obviously it worked. Up. You listened, yeah. It worked out, but no, so I. You were the only person I know who was a Super Dragon chant. Oh, yeah. I was, Why? I was what, that guy. what was the thought behind that one? Have you ever seen Botchomania? Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, it's basically that. It's okay. basically just being like... Scott just trying stupid. to get himself over. Yeah, I was yeah. being drunk and stupid. 
Um, but then I got, so my knee was blown at the time. I wasn't working at the time because I couldn't work at the time. And uh, I just shot an email to Smash Wrestling because I'd been at any given Sunday. Loved everything about it. I said, like, I would love to help you guys out in any way that I can. Which, for the record, if you're trying to get yourself into a wrestling company, that's the way to do that's it. 100% the way to do it. I said, I'll help you sell tickets. I'll help you set up the ring. Like, whatever whatever you guys want me to do, like, I'm willing to do it. And um, it's weird because we get so many emails now just like that. And, like, a lot of them, it's like, because we get so many, we can't, we don't have time to go and call everybody right, up right. or everything. So, for whatever reason, they looked at mine. Um, I had a, I had a, I knew, I knew a couple of guys. I knew Brad that was, like, somewhat affiliated with him at the time. Um, and so, Curtis. And Curtis, yeah, Curtis uh, definitely threw uh, threw my name out there. Definitely too. put you over hard, yeah. Um, so so I had I had some ins in there so that uh, my email got read, mm-hmm. and uh, at the time the guy that was originally doing commentary was Dustin, who's our ring announcer, yep. and uh, Art O'Cal. Right on. Uh, we're doing the. Uh, his name's Kyle Edwards. Or, no, it's no. It's oh. Back to Art. Oh, is he? Art O'Cal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, but so Arda had just moved out west. I believe he was doing something for the Weather. The channel. Weather Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Weather Network or something. So they just lost their commentator. Um, so they sent me an email back, said, uh, too bad, like, honestly, what we're really looking for is somebody to do commentary. If you know anybody, let us know. That's what we need. And I was sitting there, like, literally, I was sitting there. I was at a bar with my buddy sitting there. And uh, I got the email on my phone. I looked at it and I said, holy shit. Your jaw like, drops. That's what I went to school for. Like, yeah. that's, what I, that's what I do. So I sent them, sent them an email back. And I said, Wait, hold on. Do you play it cool? You're like, well... Guess what? No. Or you're like, oh. I was kind of like in between the two of those. Uh, I I I just sent the back said like, well like, oddly enough, that's what I went to school for. I would love to be able to you know do a tryout or something. So um, they told me to come to Kenyusa, which was I believe the next weekend. Um, and they said come to Kenyusa. We have the dark match coming. So the dark match for those who don't know wrestling is like the basically like the the match that goes on before the actual show itself starts. Just that so you test out all your equipment, you get to see a couple of students. Usually students work. Actually, can you say it ended up being? Uh, I'm trying to remember who was in the dark match. Uh, La Felina Azul. <laughs> That's I believe. Right. That's right. Incredible memory, Brad. I wasn't even at that show, <laughs> but uh, it'll work. So, so it worked. So um, I get they they said you know come to the show, no guarantees, but come to the show. And uh, we might get you to do the dark match. No promises. Now, question. Yes. Do you still have that ticket in your pocket? No, I lost that jacket. I kept that ticket. I bought a ticket to go to the show as a fan. Had the had that ticket in my pocket for three years, and I lost the jacket. The no. ticket is still in that jacket. Disappointed. But, uh, man. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really upset about that. Like, I, I don't even care about the jacket. I just want to take it back. I still have my first ticket, my first smash ticket. What but, was your first show? Any given Sunday. Any uh, yeah, any given Sunday. Uh, AJ. Hero. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's only half a ticket now because I think at that time you guys were actually tearing tickets. Yes. Yeah. That's that's what mine was too. So yeah. so my first show, I bought a ticket and called the dark match, and uh, I called the dark match with Dustin, and I still remember it to this day because I hadn't yet met the owner of the company, and uh, he came after the dark match, and said that he just like looked at looked at me and nodded, didn't even say a word to me, just nodded, looked at Dustin, and said how'd he do, and Dustin looked back and said oh he's perfect. Oh. And they let me call the whole show. And um, so I called that show, and then we had to do... At the time, we were still doing a lot of commentary and post as well. And they yes. still had um, the first ever Super Showdown that they hadn't had done commentary for yet. So they had me go. I had to show up to Alan's apartment and do commentary for Super Showdown. So I guess my technically my debut was Super Showdown. Which aired like a month before, can you say? Yes. Uh, but then, yeah, I've been doing it for three and a half years ever since. I, I literally talked my way into the job, 
and I've been doing it since. And then um, now, I guess my debut show would have been the Nunavut shows. Technically, yes, because we were doing that. We did we that, did that post in as post, well. Yeah. And, then, and so when Brad came into the fold, it, it was one of those things where um, Dustin, very well trained in in broadcasting commentary, and so was I. But for whatever reason, there was a um, they didn't like the there wasn't a lot of chemistry between Dustin and I, um, for whatever reason. And I think we just have it's like Dustin's very. I love the way Dustin does commentary. I got nothing wrong with the way Dustin does commentary. Me too. I've called a few shows with him, and he's amazing. Yeah, like he's I, so easy to work with, and he's so good at what he does. I think the biggest issue with when we had Dustin and I doing commentary is we were two play-by-play guys, and one of us was trying to do color. Yes. And I was getting just getting my feet wet in the business and everything, so I took a seat, uh, like a step back, and was doing color for Dustin. But I'm a play-by-play guy through and through. Right. Like that, that, that's what I trained to do that's what i want to do that's what i was like meant to do and i think like the first couple shows scott and i did because scott had started with doing color he wanted to stay on color right so i immediately came into the play-by-play role um and that didn't really work i'm not a play-by-play guy i'm a color guy right right Uh, and and this is the thing that, that like a lot of people might not know is that brad is not trained in commentary whatsoever so like looking back that was kind of like a, a dumb move on my part just to throw you under the bus like that right away to do uh, play-by-play. But, but I, I think I think the reasoning behind it was, no offense to you, yeah. but I think I know a little bit more about pro wrestling than you. Yes. Um, so because of my knowledge of the sport, the moves, I think I was thrown into the play-by-play role because I'd be able to call the moves accurately. That's kind of like the balance of everything. Yes. And, and like, but in, instead of what should have happened was, Scott should have been calling the moves, and me as the color guy should be saying why it hurts. Oh, okay, yeah. Why this is effective, why they're doing it. Yeah, and we I think we got ourselves in, like to a point. So Brad came into the fold basically because they wanted they wanted to keep me along. They wanted to do more with me and give me like a full shot before they just said, okay, we just brought this guy in, let's get rid of him. Um, so they moved Dustin to just strictly announcing. They brought Brad in because Brad and I had known each other before. Had They knew, like I told them, I said, like I know I can have chemistry with Brad because we hang out a lot, like we hung out, like we yeah. know each other. We'd be fine, so they brought in Brad. We tried the play-by-play thing. That wasn't driving either, but I still knew, knew that there was something to it. And then I said, "Well, let's try roles flipping swapping. the roles." Yeah, and I remember you came to me and you were like, "How do you feel about color?" Yeah, and I said, "Honestly, I've never done it, but it's something that if you think is going to work, that I'm willing to try it." And I think it took us three, four shows to really find our footing to with get it. get our groove into it, and now we've just been, yeah, we've been rolling with it now. Um, and I think I've adapted a lot more to the color role. Um, again, having the, the more superior knowledge of pro wrestling, like, yeah, I know the names of the moves, but I can also tell you what the point of them are. Right? Yeah, and I think the, the beauty of it between, like, with Dustin and I versus with Brad and I, the beauty, the, the beauty of having Brad doing color with me is that... Um, I'm training Brad on the fly a lot of times so I can train Brad to my style. He can adapt to my style to turn into my perfect color guy. Like, I don't think there's... You can you can pick any color guy in the industry. I don't think he would work with me as well as Brad does. For sure. You, guys, you guys have all the groundwork already. Because, yeah, because we've got that rapport with each other, and Brad is now kind of, like, molded into the, the guy that just works out perfectly with me, whereas Dustin and I, we're both very well set in the way of how we do things. He wasn't going to be able to train me to adapt to his style, and there's no adapting him to my style either. We were just two guys calling our own show at the same right, time right. versus Brad and I are now calling the same show. Um, so 
I, I think uh, it was almost an advantage the fact that Brad had no training coming into it because I was able to train him like the way that I wanted to. Like I guess in any job, really, you'd rather have like the guy that has experience train you than the guy who. Right. But you'd rather train a guy with no experience. Yeah, whatsoever. absolutely. Yeah. Than someone who comes in set and their definitely ways. like not exact same own ways and same bad habits and that kind of stuff. Right. Okay, so you guys both walk into Smash. Almost the same time, within a show or two of each other. Well, yeah, yeah. The first so like match two, we ever months. called together would have been the dark match at Tapped Out, because that was my tryout. Right, match. Tapped Out. That was um, Lance Storm Hero. Lance yes. Storm Chris Hero yeah. was the first, and uh, won that DVD. What's that? I won that DVD. Nice. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good show. Yeah, so, I watched it through. It's a, it's a little bit harder now knowing where Smash's quality is. Now. Yes, it's uh, hard to watch back the old shows. Yes. Here's so here's after the, seeing the production value. The first, on the, new the shows. first time I ever went back and watched a match that I called. It was, was hard. It was rough. It was Landstorm and Chris Hero. And as the color, like, I, I was so out of my element on, on color instead of play-by-play that Dustin was pitching things to me, and I just kept saying, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, I would, like, and I would say things were beautiful. They looked beautiful. So then right. my catchphrase became absolutely beautiful. Yes. Because if you go back and watch that match, you can, like, literally make up a drinking game. But every time I say absolutely or beautiful is the only two words I ever used on color. So everyone smashed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember the first couple times, you know, like, this, I, I almost think of smash instead of through eras as, like, venues. Yeah. Like, like the venue era where there's, like, uh, Ring City, not Ring City. What was it called? Um, we had the E Zone. Then we had the Canland Sportsplex. Where the two two seven lounge, the old yes, strip club. Yeah. Yes. So those, especially those ones, I remember seeing these. All these guys wearing an absolutely beautiful yes. shirt with Austin Aries' face on it. Yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> right. You had your own shirt for a little. I, have bit. My own, I, I still have that shirt. Okay. Yeah. Like those are for sale somewhere. Uh, they're no longer for sale. They're limited press. I mean, limited press, yeah. It was a one-time thing. It was basically, like, I had a shirt. I wanted to see if I could sell any of them. Yeah. I think I sold, like, ten. Yes. Gave the rest away. Perfect. Uh, so, uh, I mean, the logo still exists, so I guess if there's yeah. enough demand for it, we can I think you more. should bring it back. But, uh, yeah, you know what? Now pro, might be the time. Pro Wrestling Tees, yeah. Pro Wrestling Tees, that's yes, it. Yes, I like it. Okay, so what is, what is something that drew Was it just something you wanted to be part of? Was it just something that... I mean, you obviously had the passion for it. Right. And one thing about the Not After 30 podcast, we're all hashtag passion over paycheck everything. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things why I appreciate indie wrestling so much is that they stand for the exact thing that we preach, which is passion over paycheck. Right. I mean, I can guess combined you guys have made with Smash Wrestling over the four years, uh, zero dollars? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So you guys live and breathe. The movement of the passion over yes, paycheck. Absolutely. So that's what I mean. That's the same thing with the Not After Thirty podcast. Like we've made almost no money to, with the podcast, but the thing is, we love doing it. So mm-hmm. we, I don't mind doing it. I don't mind wasting my time on. It. I don't mind doing any of that stuff. And I believe the same thing goes for you guys. I think it goes back to what we talked about last week. Uh, we talked about the fact that you know Scott was stuck in a job and he didn't yep. like going to work and he didn't like you know just working for money. You know what we do with with Smash. There's there's no money in it. Right. Yeah. But the fact that I can go and spend, you know, some days I get the, to the venue at 9 a.m. And I'm not leaving there until 2 a.m. There, there are full days. days. There yeah. are full days anytime we do a show. Like that, that's the thing for, like, a lot of, I, I think fans don't realize that when they sh- show up, I guess, let's say doors open at 5 for a show that starts at 6. Yeah. We've been there since 9 a.m. Right. I, I used to watch when I think James was doing the live feed, the Facebook live feed, when that first came out. Yeah. And it started with, like, Got the track. And I'm looking at the timeline. It's like 8 a.m. Yeah. Holy fuck. This shows, I know the show is not till 5 or 6, whatever. 
But here's the thing that a lot of people don't take into consideration. The ring is not kept anywhere near the venue. Right. So we need to go. We need to pick the ring up. We need to load it into a truck. That takes time. Mm-hmm. From there, we need to drive the truck to the venue, unload the, the truck, set the ring up, set up production, test commentary, set chairs up, right. make sure the ring's good, set the stage up, hang curtains. Like, all this stuff takes time. And now now even more, because you guys have even more to the set. You guys have the whole light display. You have uh, the entrance area. You know, before, I think when we first started coming, maybe a curtain. Yeah. Maybe a curtain at one point. Yeah, when we were yeah. at the E-Zone, it was yeah. strictly just a curtain, and I think we used an air hockey table for commentary. We did. Lovely. That, that was our commentary and table. That's right. I remember at Lounge... Two two seven, where you even had like a projector on the. I was like, yeah. Even something that small, I was like, wow. I never thought of that, but that's great because it, it gives a little something. Like the quality was horrible. Yes. Oh, absolutely. But it yes. was a great. But it concept. was something. Yes, it was something. It was now better. let me tell you something. If you guys have not been to the London Music Hall, which we are running on oh, March twenty sixth. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, someone. I think someone told me that it's a. Uh, NXT quality. I was yes. saying to Brad, it looks like Full Sail University fucked the Hammerstein Ballroom <laughs> and outcomes. That's a perfect the indie, London indie wrestling ball. baby. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me give you a little bit of spoilers here. Oh, you got the exclusives. <laughs> entire stage has an LED screen above it. Right. Yes. Like it's um, built into the venue that we have access. And, and that has been a uh, a, a lot of time and work in the making because I like one of the things that I do uh, when I'm not doing commentary for Smash Wrestling is I'm uh, I help uh, coordinate a lot of the events for Smash Wrestling um, so London has been gifted unto me as like my pet project okay. um, which living in Huntsville makes sense yeah well now, now I'm <laughs> yeah. back in Brenton now but uh, I, I myself do not land the venue but um, I, I have given all of my basically my spare time into landing things like sponsors in going into the show, uh, booking things. We got a band coming to the show. We've got an improv comedy group coming into the show. So, and that, so that's kind of like my time in between shows is spent doing more work for Smash right. Wrestling. So right. it's um, I live and breathe Smash Wrestling, and it's it's not to me like it's not, I could care less about the money. Like to me, I can make money doing. Anything and, and any time I I'm at my other job I bartend on the side. You can bartend anywhere in the world, really. Like it's the, yeah, one absolutely. of the easiest jobs to pick up. Um, but I, I bartend and I know when I'm bartending, I'm making money just so I can do yeah. more things for Smash Wrestling with it. It's it's a beautiful thing, and Smash just keeps growing a little bit more, a little bit more. And I I think the progression that it's had over the last four years has been incredible. Uh, I feel Dave and I, my brother, also feels we feel very privileged to kind of be part of that. Um, you know, even though like we're paying our ticket, we're coming and 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 we're enjoying the show, it's still kind of cool to kind of see like the little indie that could yes. grow and grow and grow. And I I love this. And here's the thing: without people like you guys, we don't exist. Correct. Right. Of course. And and you always want the loyal fan, but I love the stance you guys have now taken, which gives me as a fan a lot of pride. Which is um, Canada, Canada's finest, world's best. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, goosebumps! Love it. I think it's amazing. And and I don't know that much 
um, local indie wrestling. I've only ever been to one other other show that I saw you at. Yes, that, wait, that, that was a mess and a half, which was a, a favor of a, to a friend who knew that I liked wrestling. He's like, "Well, my friend's wrestling in the show. He used to wrestle ten years ago." I was like, uh, "Okay." Yeah. He's like, "Come out and uh, help." I'm like, "All right, cool." Yeah. It, when it I was, saw you there, I was like, "What the hell?" Well, I wore a Smash show. What the hell? Here, here's the thing, though. Like, and this is another one of the differences between the dynamic of Brad and myself is that. Six months before Smash Wrestling was a thing, I didn't even know indie wrestling existed. Correct. Wow. I um, I was a diehard <laughs> WWE fan. I watched a lot of WCW, ECW growing up. But it never even crossed my mind, how do these guys get started? Like, where do they come from? I just figured, like, they find guys, they train them, and now they're on WWE. I thought nothing of it. And then a buddy of mine showed me footage of, like, Chikara, which was just, like, totally different and out there. Yeah, Chikara is super over the top. Uh, yes, guys you like had to explain Space it. Space Monkey are very popular there. But I, I loved it. I, it was like it's like a living comic book thing. So I I fell in love with it. And then, Let me just. Um, I don't want to cut you off, but apparently ahead. Chikara has filmed an entire season of their shows already. People don't realize it. Wow! And it's a part of some time travel gimmick that they're doing. Impressive, awesome. I love and very funny. So yeah. very excited to see that and but see how that plays. Did out. you hear about the Lucha stuff that they got? They, they're signed to Netflix. Yeah, super cool. Yes, Great Lucha Underground. Netflix super is massive. Cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. So and Brad, we grew up like a like a diehard indie indie wrestling fan. Like he, so that, I think that adds the dynamic too. And I think that's what makes Brad and I work well together as well, because he has the indie wrestling knowledge. But I'm like your pure smash guy. Right. I don't watch any other indie not promotions. Not by all those other. Well, jerks. yeah, not, not no, not not to say that, but it's it, it, there's something to be said about like it's everything that I know about pro wrestling is either WWE, Chikara, or Smash. Right. But I barely know Chikara. I don't. I haven't watched Chikara. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. All smash. So I know Smash inside and out. Like yeah. it's my only job. Like and I, you've written a lot for them too on the I, website. I've done a lot of writing yeah. for them. I've done like I said I keep all the stats for them, but I keep the stats for them on my own thing because I like, I'm a nerd for wrestling yeah. in general. But it's strictly smash based. So like yeah. and you don't hear my voice on any other wrestling promotion or anything else like that or Brad's. I think that's what all that uh, that also helps us as well because we are the like the voice of just purely smash wrestling, which and, is another thing that sets us apart. And I think that yeah, that definitely sets us apart because there's a lot of commentators in this business who travel around travel around they work for seven eight different promotions even our friend adam he's not strictly c4 he's c4 he's battle war he's a bunch of promotions in quebec so i mean kudos to him he's he's making he's making a life out of it out there absolutely but i mean as far as as what we're doing i think it sets us apart as a team Mm -hmm. because to be honest with you i can't even imagine calling a show right with someone other than you, right? Aww. And I, that Aww. sounds adorable. It's super so adorable, the but getting like, to you. not really. But uh, you know, I, I watch uh, every now and then. I'll watch um, Destiny on on TV, like when when they have their their local cable, and I'll see Smash Holes on there. I'm like, oh, yeah. traitors! Oh, there's Steve Chubbo. <laughs> yeah, there's Steve and Bernadette and like whomever, right? And and I'll think to myself like. I only watch Smash. Like that's the mm-hmm. only indie I can I can give my time to, and also I like giving my time to. Right. And so like you guys are like Smash inside and out as employees of Smash, or or Smash. I don't know like, whatever. And here's Impl- the th- here's the thing. I'll be the first to tell you there is a lot of great wrestling out there. Absolutely. Right? And, the, and and you know, just because what we're doing is different than from what another company is doing doesn't mean that we're right, what they're what wrong. they're doing right. isn't isn't great. I think the 
I love the fact that there's so many other promotions out there. It pushes competition. It, it, yeah. it makes it, us become a better promotion. Yeah, it exactly. Make, it makes those performers better. And it, well, and it's great for them too because they have other places they can go to and wrestle right. as well. Make a couple. But I think helps. like the biggest thing to me is that just exactly what you just said. You saw fans that uh, that you normally like Smash Wrestling. You see Smash Wrestling at other promotions as well. The thing, the challenge that I like to give myself as a commentator, and the challenge that I like to give to our team as Smash Wrestling as a whole, is hypothetically, let's say as a fan, because fans, here's a, they work hard for their money, and they're spending their hard-earned money to, to be come see us, yeah, right. by us or by professional wrestling. There's a lot of promotions out there, so if they can only have enough money to go to see one show a month, what do we do to make us that one show a month that they right. go and see? And that is how we push ourselves, and that is how we basically. That's been our model pretty well for for the four and a basically, half years yeah. now that we've been yeah. we've been running. Is that if because there's a lot of diehard wrestling fans out there in this area, how do we bring them to Smash Wrestling? And any day that we run a show with another promotion, that's when it's like we're like all right, game on because yeah. those fans now have to be split. We don't like running shows the same days as another promotion because we don't want to take. Anything away from those fans? We don't want to take like if you want to go see another promotion, make them decide. Yeah, we don't want to make. Yeah, them we choose. don't want to put the decision that fan. We don't want to make them decide exactly. But I mean, if it comes down to those days, like okay, like how Game do on. we get those fans yes. to come and see us? So I, w- I was so heartbroken when uh, Progress came, and I and I was really nervous because I could only make one show, and I chose night two, and I was so disappointed because of how much buzz night one night had. one had a yeah. lot of buzz and and it. and it wasn't even like oh my god you missed a great show it was like you missed a great show because this 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 yeah. this i'm like you named every match on the card yeah that's yeah. what you missed oh fuck great cool yeah yeah now i'm just gonna say that i i messaged a lot of people in smash wrestling about that weekend including one of the two people that are at the table right now and they told me definitely to come night two yeah to be honest i thought night two was gonna oh be was that you bro yeah. sorry i didn't want to yeah 100 cool on paper, I think night two looked like a better night. Uh, I mean, you had the Cruiserweight Classic rematch between yes. Dukes and, and Zack Sabre Jr., and to me, that was worth yeah. missing night one. Unfortunately, what happened yeah. was Tarek and Zack Sabre Jr. stole the entire year yes. from yeah. Smash Wrestling. Well, but that whole night stole the show. Like, I, I mean, I the, in the first match, yeah, I was just Mark that, Andrews yeah. went for a reverse run off the top row. Mark Andrews and Scotty O'Shea got night one off to the... Scotty O'Shea start. landed on his feet. Yeah. That, that match, if you go back and watch um, night one of Progress versus Smash, that first match, that opening match, basically the opening match in any indie show or any professional wrestling show is to set the tone for the rest of the for night. For sure. And boy, to did set, it ever. The, 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 the curtain jerker. But, well, we don't, I don't like the term curtain jerker because to me, like, curtain jerker implies, like, a, a negative connotation to it. So I feel like it's, it starts a show, like, here we go. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It says the pace gets the crowd hyped for the show to come up. Um, but that match, Haskins versus O'Shea, literally could have... So what did I say? Haskins. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Mark Andrews, Scotty O'Shea. The other British guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the other British Mark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> No, Mark Andrews, Scotty O'Shea could have literally made evented any well, of Mark Andrews is show. not even British. So, well, he's close enough. <laughs> Are you Welsh? Yes. They yeah. all look alike. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same. Listen, Smash Rolls, we're going to have to do this another time. It's past my bedtime. we got to call this sucker off. Gentlemen, promise me this one thing. We may not have to get together always, but when we can, let's do this one more time. Absolutely. All right. All kinds of down for that. All right. I like it. 
Um, we'll, we're going to set something up soon. I know you guys got a show coming up. When's the next? The 25th of the March next March 4th is our next show, the Faithful Eight Tag Team Tournament. That's right. And yes. we also got March 26th, the London Music Hall. Yeah. We and should have big announcements coming soon. And where can people go for big announcements? Uh, follow us on Twitter at Smash Wrestling. Follow us on Facebook, Smash Wrestling, uh, smash-wrestling.com. Yeah, if you go to smash-wrestling.com, you can also sign up for our newsletter. Oh, Smash On Demand while you're there. Yes. Yeah. Everything. Plug everything. Ever. You seven. can follow me at Shunter Smash. You can follow yeah. me at Brad Myers. Yes. And you're new to Instagram. I'm like two days new to Instagram. Uh, I'm not you're over like four days new. Don't three, lie. I'm actually three days. And also, this is coming out a week from now, so you're like... <laughs> okay, so by the time this comes out, I might have a bunch more. I got 210 followers. Like, what? That's incredible. I'm flying. You might there. have more followers than I do. And I am honored that you, you rock the After 30 podcast on your first my post. first ever post. Absolutely. Makes my heart Here's, I'll, I'll be dead honest with you. Please. I have 466 followers. You oh said, nice. I'm so, catching up there. I'm so, getting up there. So fuck you. <laughs> when you when you put out the um, the thing to, me, to to all of us at Smash yeah, Wrestling yeah. To, to please like put things on Instagram, I was like, shit, I don't even have Instagram. I literally got Instagram. Yeah, you're so, welcome. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, chuck, 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 chuck. My client's got Hunter. <laughs> that's true. I literally, that's literally the reason I got Instagram was, right. to, was to plug the hat. Well, well let's take a group photo right now. Yes. All wearing our hats. Scott, yes. did you bring yours? Not bring mine. You idiot. But his hair looks so good. Though. We'll yes. take a picture yeah, wearing sure. our not after this thirty podcast hats. I love the hat. I do. I've been rocking it pretty much all week. Scott doesn't. But I knew hats. today we were going to be being filmed. Yes. So I'm like, I gotta rock. Okay. I I thought because the one complaint we got with the white the white toque is that makeup, and I thought that's what you're going to say that the makeup was in the way. Oh yes. Yeah, Scott for sure rocking. The you guys definitely makeup. wear makeup on camera though. No. Come on. No. Not even a little. Just naturally. God wish. damn it. Check them out. I have. I have done it on demand. It would make me look a thousand times better. Uh, I know that's hard to believe, but okay. it would make me look a thousand times better. All right, better. we're going to wrap this sucker up. Scott, why don't you start with your sign-off? Stay beautiful, everybody. Piece of shit. Fuck you, Scott. All right, for everyone at the Not For 30 Podcast, thank you, gentlemen, so much for doing this. Love you guys. Follow these guys on all the Instagrams. I'll tag it all in the post. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank we'll you. see you guys soon.